Hey guys, good evening. My name is Toeshe Oyebade from the Reconciliation Ministry and I'm excited to be with you once again. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your feedback. God bless you abundantly in Jesus' name. Amen. Because of God, I hope that you've already been saying and November made sense. If you haven't, please do well to start saying it because we can't exhaust positive affirmations we can't we can't exhaust the importance of um, positive affirmations right every time we say something we become it we are one step closer to becoming whatever we say right and i'm trusting god that for the rest of our lives throughout the rest of our lives every day we will move closer and closer to the perfect will of god for our lives in jesus name amen Love of God, for the month of October, by the help of the Holy Spirit, we treated the beautiful topic, Ruth, and we're able to see how Ruth um, transitioned from victimhood to victory. And regardless of what she went through, regardless of what life threw at her, Ruth did not accept other people's definition of her. She didn't accept what her situation was defining her to be. She instead took what was thrown at her, and she made something beautiful out of what was thrown at her by diligence, by hard work, by commitment, by sacrifice. Ruth was able to show us that it doesn't matter where we are starting from. What matters is where God himself is taking us to. Amen. For the month of November, by the help of the Holy Spirit, we'll be treating the Bible topic, I say Bible topic, the Bible character, Father Abraham. And for some reason, it just feels very odd to call him Abraham, right? Like, he's an old man. Why would I call him Abraham? But that's just um, by the way. Every time we, there's something to say, it is easy to make recourse to the life of Abraham because of how well he lived, because of how beautiful his, 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 um, his story was. His story is not beautiful because he had a stress-free life. Or he had, you know, a life that was just smooth. In fact, if for any reason, the first thing that will come to mind when we think about Father Abraham is not should not even be the blessing because for every for every blessing comes commitment, comes sacrifice. What should come to our mind when we hear Father Abraham should be the sacrifice because more than ever, Father Abraham's story is a is a um, should I say? A, a shadow of what Jesus Christ did. For that Abraham's um, intending, or should I say intended sacrifice of his son was like a drama to see what sacrifice really means. And of course, the highlight of sacrifice is what God did for us through Jesus Christ. And by the help of the Holy Spirit, this month will be seen Father Abraham in a better light. Of course, we all know his story, but we can't get out of his story, right? Because there's always something to learn from that story. There's always something to take home from every Bible character story. And of course, we can't exhaust every Bible character. We can't exhaust it, but at least before the end of the year, I'm hopeful, I'm trusting God, that the few ones we decide to take God would expound his word in our lives. God would open our eyes of understanding and we'll be enlightened in Jesus' name. Amen.
if you read through the book of Genesis, Father um, Abraham's story basically started in Genesis 12. However, in Genesis 11, we saw that Abraham, his father, his wife, his nephew, and all that moved from where they were to another city, right? And in Genesis 12, after they moved, they settled there. But in Genesis 12, a personal call came for Abraham. Now, that is to show us that this movement thing did not start with Abraham. Many times when God is going to do something great in a generation, it starts with a man. It starts with a set man. So it means that for everything that God wants to do, God needs men. Right? God needs committed people. God needs pathfinders. God needs... Um, light bearers people that can receive the word and run with it and of course our 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 lifespan on earth is limited but whatever god wants to do in a generation does not stop with a man so it means that when a, a man's time has ended or maybe when a man probably you know decides not to do what he's supposed to do god in his infinite mercies can do what continue his his um, purpose for that generation through another person right and i don't know what transpired between god and abraham's ancestors i don't know why they had to move it could be a divine leading it could be that the man wanted to move it could be jackpa you know how everybody's talking about relocation in nigeria and all of all of, um, all of us are saying oh jackpa like i said in a session i had last month that relocation did not start this year it didn't start in our generation it didn't start this century right from the bible people have always migrated people have always moved so relocation would never be a bad thing what would however be foolish would be relocation without purpose relocation without divine purpose let me put it like that because it is not in moving it is in what god is saying so god might be saying go and god might be saying stay back and of course jackpot does not on always have to be to the you know cities that we 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 think they should be location could be from oyo to ogo state that one too is one japa and from time and time again we would know that people have always moved due to economic um situations right joseph's father moved Joseph himself moved. Israelites move, moved. Daniel moved. So every, every, it is like every set man in the Bible at one point in their lives had to, you know, move from one place to the other. And by God's grace, by God's mercy, this month, we will be evaluating, you know, movement, separation in context, grace, mercy, sacrifice, commitment, through the story of Father Abraham. Now, one thing that, you know, one thing that um, struck me out of Genesis 12 is the fact that when God calls you, one thing is established, and that is separation. Now, separation doesn't always have to be physical you know when 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 many people hear separation the next thing is to think oh maybe god is sending me to sambisa forest maybe god is sending me to ethiopia maybe he's sending me to iran or iraq no separation 
via call, via God's call, doesn't have to always be physical separation. Separation might be from your family. It might be from your kindred. It might be from your group of friends. It might be from your daily activities. It might be from the things that you are used to. It might even be from food. Now, for Daniel, his first separation was from his people, the people he, he was used to. And then, it was also from the food that everybody was enjoying. Now, it wasn't that the food that they were serving other people was bad. But at that particular time, for the purpose that Daniel was supposed to perform, he needed to be separated from the merrymaking. And, you know, he wasn't just saying, oh, I'm not eating out of him being, him being overly spiritual. That's where we, everything we do must be with purpose. Because if you don't do it with purpose, you will suffer. It's the truth. If you don't do, if, if, if Daniel did not separate himself from the merrymaking with purpose, he would have lost weight. He would have looked worse than other people. But because... He wasn't separating himself from the merrymaking because he wanted to gloat or because he wanted people to feel that, oh, he knew what he was doing. Like, ah, this one, ah, I want Baba, like, ah, he's deep. No, he wasn't doing it for show off. He was doing it with purpose. So we must realize that separation doesn't always have to be that you're moving from one place to the other. It can be God consecrating you. It can be God calling you and saying, oh, yeah, come up, Ether. Come up, Ether. Live what you're used to. Live what you always do. Maybe usually you jump out of bed by 6 a.m. And God is saying, for the next 30 days, I want you to leave bed by 9 a.m. So it doesn't always have to be for you that, oh, you have to leave physically. But you have to leave. You have to leave what you're used to. You have to leave your plans. You have to leave your aspirations. You have to leave your goals, your desires. But guess what? For every call that God calls you is power released. Now, what does this tell us? It means that if you go to where God calls you, there is already power established in that territory for you. Now, what is the opposite? It means that if you go to where God has not called you, or if you stay back to where God has told you to live, what happens? It means that there is no virtue on that land for you. It means that there is no blessing on that land with your name. Let's assume that, oh, somebody has a party pack for 30 people. And on, on every party pack is um, everybody's name. Tola, Tosin, Ade, Shade, Tolu, and all that. And God, and no, I'm, I'm not using God now. The person sharing the party pack is saying, for Shade, your gift is an okay fear. But because Shade heard that, ah, Tolu and Shokwe are taking their own gifts, at um, maintenance gate she decides to go to maintenance gate whereas a gift is in Okefia so what am I trying to say when God calls you it's like he's packaging something with your name on it of course with every blessing comes responsibility now it is easy for us as individuals to you know be overwhelmed with the blessings the thought of oh father abraham's blessings oh ah he was blessed he had this god promised him this but can we take our eyes off the blessing for us for a split second and focus also on the responsibility because it takes a man that is ready to give god his life 
ready to give God his generation to do what Abraham did in the Bible. His level of commitment is worth talking about. So what am I trying to say? Call is separation. And for you to say you want to be separated from something that you are known for, something that you are used to, something that you are, you are fond of, what, what, will, what will precipitate that move? It has to be faith. Faith in who has called you and faith in what, in what he has called you into. Now, faith does not mean that you have it all covered or that you know what is happening or that you can fathom the circumstance. No. Faith is, rea- re- is reliance on God, even though you are aware that physically speaking, you cannot do this by yourself. But you are not focusing on what you can do by yourself because you know that if it is left to you, you will fail. Faith is realizing that you can't do this by yourself. But there is somebody who is able to do this. So you will rather focus on his strength and let him take you through. It can't be that throughout Father Abraham's life, he wouldn't have heard people make mockery of him. And you know that he wasn't even the one that was barren. He wasn't the one that was infertile. It was his wife, Sarah. It was Sarah that was infertile. So Abraham took in the discouragement. It took in the abuse. It took in the chastisement. It took in the mockery. It took in the embarrassment. Something that many of us cannot even do for friendships these days. Once you notice that, oh, our friend has... Okay, let me give a very random 21st century um, example. If they call you out now. Now, for older people listening to me, when they say they call you out in our own term, it means that maybe you did something and then it goes online. Like, maybe you bought something now and you were unable to pay. And the person you bought that thing from cannot wait. So the person can put your name and your picture on maybe Facebook or Instagram. Now, when people start seeing your post, what has that person done? That person has called you out because they've seen your picture and what you've done. Many times when that happens, the friends and family of the person in question might feel like, ah, hey, this one that they've called out, let me just take some steps backward. In fact, some people might even unfollow that person on social media. That don't let them see that we are following each other. But this is Father Abraham. He's stalked by a woman who was physically unable to give him children. He wasn't the one that was infertile because remember that when he had um, sexual intercourse with Aga, she got pregnant immediately because he's fertile. So we must understand that it is beyond tapping into Father Abraham's blessings. It is beyond thinking that separation always has to be physical. It could be spiritual separation too. God might be saying, leave the church you are at. God might be saying, leave your community of friends. God might be saying, leave your career. God might be saying, leave your city. And for, for some people, it could be leaving your city too. But for every thing that God is going to do in a generation, he needs a man that's ready to leave. 
So if we are people of attachments, if we are people that we get very emotional, we have to know that to do the things of God, you can't form serious emotional attachments with anything or with anybody. Because you, you don't know what the call of God might be tomorrow. You don't know what God will be telling you to, you know, stop doing or to start doing. One thing, too, that you will notice when you read Genesis 12 is that for every blessing that God releases upon a man is the capacity for that blessing to be, to be multiplied. So it means that when you are asking God to bless you, do you know that you are literally telling God that God bless me so that I can be a blessing? Because if you want the blessing to stop on your life, then let me just tell you today, God is not going to bless you. God does not bless people that will be stingy with, with their gifts. God will not bless people that will be stingy with their resources. So if, all, if the only reason you want to have money is so that you can pepper people, so that you can enjoy like, everything that you have on your list has to do with you, 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 you. You might as well just keep asking God for blessings because he might not come. Because God is not going to water a plant that would not in turn water other places. So the commitment of blessing is that you in turn be a blessing. That's how God's blessing works. And this is a cue for somebody today. Maybe you've been praying for something. Maybe you've been desiring for something. And it looks like God is not doing anything. And it looks like God is not saying anything. Maybe you need to restructure how you pray. Maybe you need to restructure the sentences in your prayer. God, give me the... You remember Anna's story? It was the year that Anna said, God, if you give me a child, I will bring him to you and he will serve you. And he will be a servant of God. It was that year that Anna conceived. I don't know how she had been praying before. Maybe what she had been praying is, ah, God, give me a child. Hmm. Because when you give me that child, ah, this thing is, ah, that child, hmm, I'm going... But the year she got, I don't know where she got that understanding from. It has to be the Holy Spirit. That it is not about you. Parenting is never about you. Marriage is never about you. Purpose is not about you. Your career is not about you. So if all you, are, you, know, if all you think about is what you will do for yourself, how you will enjoy... How you will, you know, ex- explore. News flash. Only if you want to live out- outside purpose. But if you are a set man or woman, if you are a purpose-driven person, you will know of a truth that when you are blessed, you in turn become a blessing. So the quickest way to get God to do something, to get God to move on your situation, is to desire that as you have been blessed, you in turn be a blessing. And you make a commitment for it. And so what God does is he releases a, a, a certain percentage for you. And, and what he's trying to see is, okay, what will you do with that that you've had? That one talent that you have, what will you do with it? Many people would exhaust the one talent and say, it's not even enough, self. When it becomes more, I would, I would do. Who are you deceiving? If you cannot part with one, you can't part with ten. Remember that all God had is an only child. And he gave him up for humanity. So there is nothing bigger than the life of Christ that was given to us. Nothing matters more than the life of Christ that was, you know, laid down for humanity. So, beloved of God, I don't know what you've learned today. I don't know what you've heard that is different today. If it is not different, I want to believe that this is a reminder for you to do what, do something about it. 
I want to believe that this is God's word coming to you at this point in time. That for you to be a set man, for you to be a purpose-driven person, for you to be somebody that God can rely on and say, because I have this person, I can't do anything on this land without consulting my friend. I can't do... Do you know how... Do you know how how funny, quote-unquote, it is that things will happen on a land and Christians like you and I will be there and we will be on our way? That's not the desire of God. For everything that is being legislated upon in a land, God wants to carry his children through it. He wants to tell you that, ah, see, come on, these so-so-so people are planning this so-so-so thing. This is what you have to do. It's like God giving you tips, God giving you expo. Like this example, these are the things you are supposed to read about. But it is quite unfortunate that, you know, things are choking the word of God these days we are so busy we are on instagram i'm speaking to you you're on facebook you're on twitter you are everywhere except in god's presence and god wants to bear his burden to you god wants to share stuff imagine if when god was speaking to abraham that he should leave imagine if he was busy if he was brooding that ah, i don't have a child if he was so consumed about his his his, his current inability that he's forgetting that god in his infinite mercies can do all things for him so lord of god i hope that you are encouraged this week to stay in god's presence to hear from god many times pause from asking you know many times when Imagine that you have a friend that every time he comes to you, Baba, I beg, 5K. Baba, I beg, 10K. Baba, as a friend, you would, you would want to help. But how good would it be if your friend just comes to spend time with you? Just comes to, you know, hear you speak. Hear you tell them to do stuff around. How many of us like friends that when they come around, they are helping you do, do stuff? You know, they are just fixing things for you. You, you. you love friends like that, right? Friends that are very handy. So does God. He likes children that are very handy. Children that, it's not every time that they come to him that they are asking for their enemies to be punished. (laughs) That was a joke. But when they come to him, much more than their current desire to get more from life, is their desire to do what? To get more from from their relationship with him. Love of God, I call you blessed. Bye.